1: Hi everyone, I'm Catherine Ali, and you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast.
2: Hello, and welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. This is a journey into sound, a journey which, along the way, will bring to you new music, new bands, and new artists. As always, I'm Wayne, and with me in the studio tonight, I have Richard. Say hello, Richard. Hello. And Neil. Say hello, Neil.
3: Greetings and salutations.
2: And with us all the way down the line is our very special guest, Catherine Alley. Say hello, Catherine.
1: Hello from Scotland. Ooh,
2: loves sunny, sunny Scotland. No, uh, sunny. not so much. No. Scotland, that's it. You're from Scotland. How are you anyway? Are you all right?
1: I'm great, yeah. Very excited to be a part of this. I love this podcast.
4: She's got to she say that, way. yeah. She has, yeah. Gotta, no, I didn't it's have It's nice it. to hear it either way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> As
2: always, this is a show of five rounds, and we'll start with the head to head. This is a section of the show where the three members of the team bring a song from the plethora of emails that we receive and submissions that we receive, and songs that we think are brilliant, and we want to put them head to head. Where Catherine, then at the end, will choose her favourite. The current scores are, Richard?
4: I've no idea. Is that the is that the actual is That's that, the
2: actual current score? Is that Jeff? right? Yes. Um, I'm winning. Yes you are. Richard's on six, I'm on, what am I on? I'm on five and Neil's on three at this current moment. <laughs> After that we move on to the Hidden Masterpiece which is brought by Catherine this week. What song are you bringing for your Hidden Masterpiece, Catherine? Uh,
1: my Hidden Masterpiece song was, was <laughs> is Hypochondriac is Hypochondriac Music My Muse.
2: Very good, very good. We'll have, a, we'll have a chat about that later on and decide whether it is a hidden masterpiece. After that, we move on to the Forgotten Classic round. Yeah. Oh, wait for Neil to interject, and he's not doing it. He's been all quiet. So, the Forgotten Classic is also being brought by our special guest, Catherine Alley. What song are you bringing that you consider to be a Forgotten Classic? Yeah, Grace by Jeff Buckley. Very good. We'll do the same with that. We'll have a chat and see if that's a Forgotten Classic or not. After that, we'll move on to the. No, he's not going to do it. I thought, he, I thought he was building up for that. Intense Hardcore genre challenge mode, go! He never gets it wrong. Right, musical it? challenge mode, go! Correct. Second time round. After that, we move on to the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode, go. Which was challenged on the last episode? Was it jazz, soul, uh, soul jazz, soul jazz? What song we brought?
4: I haven't brought a song. I've brought a. I brought a composition by Miles Davis called Blue and Green. Is it blue or and green, green and blue? Blue, blue and, and green.
5: green. Turquoise. Blue
4: Turquoise.
5: and green. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah. <laughs> very good. Miles Davis and Turquoise <laughs> <laughs> to the
2: uninitiated <laughs> and, and then we finish off the show with our artist spotlight round which is our very special guest Catherine Alley what song are you bringing as the artist spotlight
1: uh, my own song <laughs> Sunny Days
2: very good, very good, and we'll all uh, we'll have a chat about that and what you're doing and where you're going and all the rest of it. So yeah, that's a nice quick, nice quick intro there, boys. Any do news? I've just come back from the ArcTangent Festival. How was it? It was tiring and muddy and absolutely fucking brilliant. I saw some amazing bands. I spoke to quite. Uh, I spoke to three amazing bands. Um, Forgot to take socks and had to wear one pair of socks all weekend in the mud and the rain. Yeah. But other than that, it was, yeah, it was amazing. we got some festival specials coming out in the next few weeks. Uh, we got the Ustock one ready to go. I'm still working on the Funk in the Forest one. And I haven't even looked at the Arctangent one yet because I've only been back a day. So uh, with three festival specials coming out at some point. Yeah, but uh, I, I would like to take this opportunity to thank Dan and David Ustock, Clem at Funk in the Forest, and Hayley from, I can't remember the name of a promotions company, but Hayley, who works for a promotion company that deals with ArcTangent. who they all let us come to their festivals and be part of the action and be part of the atmosphere, and it was fantastic. What do you think, boys? What do you think of Funk in the Forest?
4: It was my first festival, so it was, uh, to be honest, it was everything I expected from a festival. Uh,
2: Enjoy the toilets?
4: It it didn't bother me. (laughs) Made me a new person, so... (laughs) I am the person I am today because of what I did in those toilets. I Can f- I feel, say I, I saw
1: some photos on your Facebook page and they look it looked... Really, really, really fun. Like really it was. Fun. It was a lot
5: of fun.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I'm sure you've done a few festivals of your own, haven't you, Catherine? I uh, have. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was quite rainy, but not as and not not nothing, anything close to what I saw from your photos. <laughs> yeah, I did Calbourne Garden Party um, in July.
4: Garden and party.
1: It's called Garden Party, uh, but um, it's uh, round with tea fun. and
4: crumpets.
1: <laughs> no, it's a great festival, and and it was sold out as well. It was great. We had a great time yeah and Hidden Door Festival earlier with Midi Paul I did and I did a Edinburgh Fringe show <laughs> earlier this month which was a first a bit, um, something I've never done before but nothing as muddy as you guys have done
2: <laughs> how about you Neil New Stock Festival Oh, brilliant.
3: Loved it. Loved, loved, loved the music, loved the beer, loved oh, the vibe, loved the say, pop.
2: The, the beer, yeah. <laughs> Everything every, every, the band, it was great. Brilliant. Yeah. All right, so shall we move on to the first round?
5: Head to head! All <laughs>
2: uh, right, so we move on to the head-to-head round. And who won last time? Was it you, Rich? Probably.
4: So you're going first. Then. I tend to, so yeah. I'm bringing Chris Linton and his song. I I don't know. I'm glad you wrote it down. Yeah, I'm bringing Fearless. Chris Linton with. Oh, thank you, Catherine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm bringing Chris Linton with his song "Fearless." So yeah, this is "Fearless" by Chris Linton. <laughs>
6: feel like I'm floating through the air The pain I felt is paid for All is said and done oh. I am restricted Fixed upon the
4: Okay, so that was Chris Linton with Fearless and I like this guy a lot he's, he's he's got quite a diverse range of sounds when it comes to his music I mean obviously you listen to this one and you're I know you're going to say oh he sounds like Bastille obviously there's nuances of that in his voice I'm not going to ta- I'm not going to say there isn't but uh, his music is very much his own I think and if you listen to a lot of his other stuff he's very diverse and he's so good I, I've and this song, it was it was simplistic, it was stripped back, it wasn't overcomplicated, and it was beautiful, and it's still, it's still wowed at the same time. If you listen to this live, I imagine it would sound just as good, and it would give you a case of the uh, bumps of the geese. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I've never really put that way. I like that.
1: Mm, that's Very what good. I think.
2: Right. Shall we start with Catherine?
1: Yes. Uh, I really liked his voice, but I think what I liked the most was the production of the song, and also the uh, like the way that that piano sounds is just magnificent. I really, really liked that. I wasn't. I really, I really enjoyed the the guitar as well that came up. I think is like halfway through or like second verse or something but what caught my attention the most I think was the production and and the piano I don't know sound or it's quite a bit jealous to be honest I was like how do you do I need to do it for my next song (laughs) yeah I really liked it Nice one. I was
2: between this one and the one I actually chose, which. Oh <laughs> no no no! You you can't you can't say that yet. <laughs> I'm
5: not gonna.
3: Uh, Neil. I, I liked it a lot. Pretty much what Catherine said. Really, the the, the piano. Um, I, I like I like the way the piano kind of just carries the song, and it doesn't sound samey all the way through. There's there's actual. You, you can feel the emotion through the through the piano. When when it first came on, it immediately put me in mind of I can't remember who did it. it song, Mad World, oh. the Donny Darko soundtrack. So that, that's what I thought in the first couple of bars, but then then he started singing and he kind of lost that. It you know it it, it it was a very good good original song. Yeah, I liked it a lot. If if I had to make one tiny criticism, and it is only minor, I don't think the guitar was needed. In fact, if if anything, when the guitar came in, it kind of it came in I think too harshly. If it had been blended in a little bit. Um, and, and built up and, a, a little bit more. It would have, it, it would have worked a bit better. But it kind of, it sort of, when he when first came on, it sort of jolted me out of the song. It, in fact, I was, I was listening to the track on YouTube on the uh, pocket, and it, it has a tendency when I do that, of skipping tracks. And I actually thought the track had skipped, <laughs> and then I realised no, it's just another instrument coming. So it, it did. I did find that a little bit jolting, but I mean, once it was established, it, it fitted the song perfectly. But I think that transition just needed to be little bit smoother but i say that's minor i i thought the song was brilliant very good i've
2: got a bit of background for you so chris linton song fearless from the new light ep this fellow has nine hundred and thirty thousand monthly listens he's 70 off a million
4: that's not lesser known really is it that
2: uh not really but i've never heard of him so and he sent you the
4: he came to us yeah
2: (laughs) so he's qualifying so he's from plymouth you know, who else is from Plymouth.
4: No a friend of the show goes at
2: good speed. Oh he? yes, yeah.
3: of
4: course. How could I forget?
2: Yeah, um, he played pubs and clubs. Joe's
4: probably knows him. is going to be doing a B-side with us in the uh, near future.
2: Cool. He played he's, played. he's played pubs and clubs. He took time out then to concentrate on songwriting. Um, he became a key player in the burgeoning left-field electronic community. I wrote it down.
4: I don't know what that I, is.
2: I, it was an electronic community down by him. You know. Oh. Sort of. You know.
4: Electronic music, and or it, do they just, mess with you plugs just get, and stuff?
2: get together and just put plugs back together?
4: <laughs> need your light changing, love. Chris Linton will do it.
2: Uh, and he did all this all the time while he was working full time in the Royal Navy. And the Royal <laughs>
5: Navy! <laughs>
2: I
3: don't know what that was, but that was perfect symmetry.
5: <laughs> oh, should,
3: should I explain that? Oh, well, we, yeah. <laughs> well, well, there used to be, like, back back in the back in the 90s, when you get to the cinema, they always used to show an advert at the start of the films for the Royal Navy. And you'd see, like, Marines sort of training and everything. And it'd come up at the end, in a really gruff voice, the Royal Navy. So I always used to shout at the top of my voice, the Royal Navy! <laughs> Very good. And it was like our thing
2: oh right (laughs) right so New Light is a combination of 10 years of uh, growth as an artist I took that from Spotify I'm in the same camp as you guys yeah it's a really nice song it's very current um you know what puts me in mind of? Do you remember a while ago it might have been Saint Grey who brought Dermot Kennedy?
5: Ooh. Yes.
2: Puts me in mind of him a little bit.
4: Yeah, I see what I'm saying. He had a completely different voice though. Yeah,
2: yeah different voice the same sort of sound as yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah, of. It was, it, yeah. Yeah.
4: But this is why I say you need to check him out because mm. when you listen to this song and listen to another that he's he's very varied in his styles. Mm.
2: He's a good artist. He's a very good artist, he yes. Yeah. He's very good.
4: See right you. then.
2: So we move swiftly on. Let's. So do you want to go next to Neil or shall I go next?
3: <clears throat> Don't You've you, you... won
2: you've won more recently than I have, so oh,
3: you oh, go right. you go next. Okay then, so um yeah, my song is Beauty in Suffering with their song Revelae. Take it away.
0: Can Lindsay see? We know how. Your pain is pleasing to me.
3: Beauty and the Suffering, with their song, uh, "Revelate." This song, really, it does what it says on the tin. You know, I'm not going to try and defend it. I love metal. And this is simple, uncomplicated, down-to-earth metal, with a good vocal, OK production. Interestingly, it has been used in a horror film recently, apparently, according to the email we got. It's uh, It's been used as a soundtrack for a film called uh, Clown Motel, The Spirits Arise. All oh, the spirits! Um, but but, but this—I mean, this is a low-budget, straight-to-DVD horror film. But it features the original Jason Voorhees, the original Michael Myers. So, uh, Sean Cunningham, i can't remember who plays Jason. Uh, plays Michael Myers? I think I've seen this on Fangoria and um, uh, somebody off Pirates of the Caribbean as well. Apparently, so some some—I won't say big names in some, the horror world. They're massive, they're not, so. big big names in the horror world. Yeah, so it, it's obviously got a bit of attention. And yeah, I just—I just—it it is what it is. It's powerful. It's straight down the line. It's no messing about. It's does witches on the tin. I like it. No not Neil. Rich.
4: I don't actually have any notes for this one. Um don't know why what I was thinking Rage Against the Machine.
2: No. No. Definitely I'm, not.
4: Maybe someone else then. I've got someone that it sounds just like I can't think who it is. Um you know what I think about this music, Neil.
3: It's a bit like me and Jazz, isn't it?
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna When I first listened to this song I thought what fucking absolute dog shit has he brought now? But then. Well, why did you put in the email then, then,
3: Richie recommends?
4: I recommended to you. Oh, <laughs> right,
3: okay. You didn't make that clear. You just said Richie recommends. And oh, stuff did
4: it. I? I knew you'd like it. But I, I, well, like I thought, you. yeah, what absolute dog shit is this? And then I listened to it again, because I always listen to the songs over and over again. The second time I thought, eh, it's not as bad as I initially thought. And then I listened to it again, and actually it's it's quite good and then I listen to it again and well over time I, I, I really like the song
5: now <laughs> I really
4: hour. like the song yeah it's it's gone on my playlist so yeah it's one of those it's not usually my style of music but mm, it's, mm. I like it I like it a lot cool Catherine
1: um, I liked it as well I mean I like metal music I mean one of my favourite bands of all time And good friends of mine are is um, in flames from Sweden. I love them. (laughs) And um, I when I heard it I thought, well, very good, very nice. Do you know what I mean I like (laughs) Very (laughs) nice. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, (laughs) Very nice. It's beautiful because to me, do you know what metal music does to me, right? So when I listen to metal music, I focus on the melodies, even the vocal melodies. It doesn't have to. It doesn't matter that it's aggressive or brutal vocals. I hear melodies. You know what I mean? And I, I really liked it. I wasn't sure about the video that much. I <laughs> the, video. Video. <laughs> the video
3: was clips of the film. Oh, how was it? People being attacked by killer clowns.
1: Brilliant. What about those girls dancing? I don't know. Anyway, oh. uh, but. Um, <laughs>
3: Oh, well, I well,
1: really, it's, it's pure 70s grindhouse, really. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Uh, I liked the song. I did. I really did.
2: Cool. Wayne? Right. So, Beauty and the Suffering. This is from 2014. Is it Revelay? Is that how they say it? Revelay. Are they
3: Forrigan, are they? Uh, no, they're are from America. Well, yeah, Foragon to us. Well, I think the lead singer is Foragon to America.
2: Is he? Right. I I struggle to find anything out about these guys. You know, that's a pet peeve of mine. So, uh, Revelay is subtitled The Zombie Charge.
3: Do you know what uh, revelation
2: means? No, I was going to Google Is it. Sure it's short for
3: revelation. It's now it's wake up or or, um, or get up. It's it, it, it's it's connected with um, like a bugle horn. They used to wake soldiers up in the military. Ah, okay. Apparently, it's like a call call to arms. That, that, kind of thing,
2: that yeah.
4: reminds me a bit of. Ram yeah, Stoyle. I've got Ramstein yeah, a- written down. Yeah, have yeah, you? yeah, I have. Yeah.
2: So yeah, so this song was released in 2016. Sorry, they have 23 monthly listens compared to Rich's 930,000. All right. Uh, less than a thousand plays of the song and all I could glean from there every so yeah I I tried to find something out about this band and and all I could find is they're a horror concept band and everything else is oh we played with these guys and yeah we played with these guys and yeah we played with these guys so I couldn't really find much out of and that from the website from Spotify from Facebook that's all I could find really
3: there was quite a bit in the email they sent to us actually
2: I didn't read the email I should have read the email never mind Um, I got from this I got from this Rich Manson, Ramstein. We've got some Ramstein from it. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, from the Beautiful People album. I don't know if you're familiar with that album at
3: all. Vaguely,
2: It is the best Marilyn, Marilyn Manson album by a long way. Um, and some Rob Zombie and
3: White Zombie. Oh, definitely Rob Zombie, yeah. 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 Uh,
2: specifically, Hillbilly Deluxe. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that album. I've already got the best stuff, uh, but, You but, need to get Hillbilly Deluxe in your yeah. life. It's fucking amazing. It was rocking that vibe. I, I like it. Soil work? Soil work. Who the fuck is Soil Work? Soil
1: work. Check them out, you'd love them. Soil Work, we haven't heard this band in fucking years. Anyway. <laughs>
4: you know, some, you know <laughs>
1: soil, soil Work. I do, I do.
3: <laughs> it's so random. Oh, I haven't. Are they a bit like craftwork but dirtier?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's got some absolutely fucking hooky, memorable riffs, and and the chorus sticks in your head, and then you know, Revely!
5: Yeah.
3: And you get the do 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 the keyboard riff. Yeah. It's just fantastic. It's like I was trying to think what horror film it, maybe maybe the saw films. It, it's like there's just there's like four notes alternating yeah. it um you know it sounds like something off of Yeah, a, I know what you're trying a to say. Film. It sort of put
2: me in mind of a like a 1950s Vincent Price type film, yeah. like the original House on Haunted Hill or something mm. like that. And that's the vibe they're going for, so they nailed it. So, yeah. I enjoyed it more, like Rich, the more I listened to it. The first time I thought, what the fucking hell's this, Neil? You know, and then it got, got into it. And yeah. I love
4: how Neil picked up on that straight away, though. That that thing that took us a while, Neil got that straight away. It's his, it's his mm. thing. I just thought, it is this thing, yeah, mate, Yeah. I think it appealed
3: to me at the moment I was in. I was a little bit pissed off with life. And Aww. I kind of stuck that on. And I wanted something angry and aggressive. And it was angry and aggressive. And there was a video about clowns chasing people around and a bit of mindless exploitation. <laughs> and it just. <laughs> is this it, what you do now on the, on the Neighbourhood Watch? <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just connected
4: with me at that moment in time, you know. And I just. I fell in love with it. You're doing this a lot, Neil. You come like. It's like last time you came. My head's been in a weird place. This time, don't like life. Next <laughs> time, he's going to come along. And go. So I've been killing people. And, um... <laughs> and then the episode after that will be Neil's not with us tonight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I, it's it's yeah. He it grew on me, and I think it's a good song now. So good choice.
4: Yes. I like it.
2: Right. Shall we move on to my song?
4: Yes. Yeah, sure. No, because I know it's going to win. <laughs>
2: Well well deserved, though, to be Uh, fair. Right, so I am bringing Zustra Zustra and her song. Oh no, enjoy. Oh no! Right, so that was Zustra with her new single, Oh No. Now, eagle-eyed, or eagle-eared listeners, eagle-eyed cheering. will know that Zustra featured on the B-sides not too long ago. She did. And people will know that I absolutely fucking bummed off her then as well. <sighs> In fact, what I said was, I want this woman to impregnate me so I can have her musical babies. Well, guess what? She did, and this is it. I, was, I thought it was a better joke than you, you pair are giving me credit for. Can you edit it
4: out? No. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was good. <laughs> right, she's from Dubrovnik. A little bit forced.
4: She works for um if I remember right, she works for Rolling Stone magazine in yes. Germany.
2: She's a singer-songwriter song, singer, and a musical journalist. Yes. Dubrovnik's a beautiful city.
4: I wouldn't know.
2: I absolutely love this song. Going back to the song. The the mix of electronica uh, haunting vocals. The, the feeling that there's something a bit underlying in the vocal as well, and a bit in the song, you know, it it's just grabbing me. The, the, this is my sort of thing. I, I really, really love this. It is fantastic. Hmm. Rich?
4: It's very electro-psychedelic pop. Um, it reminds me a lot of when I think it was either Scream or Squillax remix. Remake- Remixed LaRue's in it for the kill. It reminds me of that a lot, only less dubstepy. But it's that kind of darkness and uh, that kind of feel. As you know, I'm not a big electronic fan. You never mention it. But yeah, I did like this. I did like she's done vocals in it and she's very clever with the way she uh, composes. The composition, the composition is very clever. It's very well put together. Very, yeah, and the, the production is very clean.
2: It is very clean. Yeah.
4: It's very good. I like it. I do like it. Yeah, the
2: video is fantastic as well.
4: I caught a glimpse of the video. Mm. She's yeah.
2: I did. I did read what church it was filmed in. I can't bloody remember now. I've
4: got to. I've got to take my hat off to her. She doesn't use her position in Rolling Stone magazine to try and make herself. Yeah, she... All right, fair play she so, to because I do, fucking would. I don't, I don't even... I think, actually, saying that, I think last time I spoke to you, she said it's not that as easy as that either. No, I suppose it's not. Easy. But, yeah. All right, Catherine.
1: Yes, I, I mean, she had me on the first note because I love... I love reverb. I love everything. I love all these atmospheric kind of... This is actually... Kind of like similar to my sound as well in a way because all this kind of like dark, atmospheric kind of moviey sound I really like. And I watched the video as well, which the video made me a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> and I don't know if that was intentional <laughs> or not. But I quite liked it. I watched the whole thing. Is it is it just her or is it the because ba- it's three people in the video? Is it just her with just some her. guys or all oh, right, cool. cause because I thought yes. they were a band like a trio or something, yes, right? Okay
2: that's that's her surname and that's what
1: she used she's a strap right that it. makes sense i really liked it i really it's more kind of like a like a for the vocals like darkest <coughs> version of like florence and the machine i don't know that remind oh, me of yes, that good. briefly mm, I that. yeah mm,
5: no good comparison. Um, that yeah
1: completely so, different styles of yeah. music yeah, yeah music wise but like the vocals that's why I are the same not mm. the same but kind of like a more kind of like bleak version of <laughs> of what florence does i don't know mm.
4: I think you two would make a good collaboration.
1: Oh, yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're you're
4: listening, Justin, I'm sure you
1: are. Neil. Neil.
3: I loved it. There's a a couple of my favourite musical things at the moment. One of my favourite musical genres is uh, shoegaze since we discovered it. And um, another thing I really like in music is Nightwish. (laughs) And this Ah. combined them both for me. It's it was it was night, wish, just shoegaze.
4: It wasn't quite just theatrical, I do not think it was a it was getting there, yeah. there was
3: definitely the power in the vocals. I think there was a very sort of theatrical element in in parts of it, but it just just atmosphere in abundance and it, it just yeah, I loved it. There's, oh, just... there's a line in it, and it escapes me right now. But
2: it's one of the things when I listened to it the first time, I went, "Oh yeah." And I'm sure she sings the line, "I'm hungry." Yes. Yeah. And I just went, "That is so laced that that this, those couple of words together when yeah. she sings it." And, and It just...
3: sounds proper dark as yeah. well when she sings it, doesn't it? It's like you had forgotten about that until you mentioned it. But it's I fucking. Love it's very that. much like I'm hungry. I'm hungry, and I want to eat your soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, oh, right.
2: Then. Are we all? Are we all spent on the songs? I
4: think so.
2: so. Right, so we, we we move on to the verdict then. Who do Catherine. you think's won?
4: We know who's won <laughs> because she sent me an
2: email saying, "Oh, I like the Zustra one." Or just for posterity.
1: Wasn't supposed to reveal that? Was it supposed no. to be? Oh, right. No,
2: it wasn't. It was meant to be revealed on the show. But so, Rich sent me the email in a in a picture, and then underneath, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because I read them, I didn't listen, and then I I replied first before listening to the, to the show. I'm so sorry.
3: No, it's <laughs> okay. He, he then said, is it too late to change my song? <laughs> <laughs> to which I said, I would change mine, but I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, and Catherine, for, for prosperity. <laughs> prosperity.
2: What's well, the fucking word? Just for the sake. Yeah, for the sake of it. For the sake, sake of it. What is
1: uh, your winner? My winner is Australia. Okay. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hell
4: yeah.
3: (laughs) This means you pair a level now and I have half your scores.
4: Mm -hmm. But you have a tendency to do that double barrel thing where you do two or three in a row. Yes, I will, yes. Yes, 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 that's what will happen.
3: I will annihilate
2: you. Well, thank you very much, Catherine. No problem at all.
1: I want to give Richie a uh, um, if he oh, wants God. to win next time. <laughs> maybe he can put the right link <laughs> because his link was actually his recommendation. It was blue and green, in his. So I had to kind of like type and see. Oh, what's that? Fearless because it wasn't actually the right link. Did so, I? Do that? Okay, sorry. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so or efficiency one.
5: <laughs>
1: Very good. Uh, right then.
2: Sorry about that. Oh, so. As Neil has correctly pointed out, me and Rich are now on six and Neil is on
4: three. Yeah, that's what's happening there. It's catching up slowly. So we're gonna move on to our next round, aren't we? Yes we are. We're gonna
2: move it on to Hidden masterpiece this week is brought by our very special guest, Catherine Alley. What song are you bringing that you consider to be a hidden masterpiece?
1: It's one of my very it's one of my favourite songs that I discovered when I was like really young and I still I'm not over it if that makes sense. It's it's by news, it news but like old time news, you know. Uh it's like this the hyper not hyper music, but hyper chondriac music, which I think was on the B side of Hula Bali, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure. I just think is one of the most haunting songs I've ever written. Awesome.
2: Okay. (laughs) I I thought you got more to say. (laughs) So tell us why you feel it's a hidden masterpiece. Why has it been overlooked?
1: Because obviously there is Hyper Music, which is like in the main, like the album they actually released, Origin of Symmetry. So that's kind of like a cover version of a cover, kind of like acoustic, very kind of dreamy, very reverb version of the original song, which is very powerful and really loud. So I don't know. I I just obviously people I think don't people don't know it as much as they do with hyper music which is like a because muse is such a it's a, it's a band that's mostly, it's amazing when they're, they are amazing when they play live. So back in the day, they used to play happy music, you know, the live version that like the loud version, very much live. They've, I don't think they've ever played the acoustic one ever live. So I don't think a lot of people know it. And to me, to this day, it's just, I don't know, it just speaks to me. It's that reverb, just like I said with Zustra before, when, when that, with this effect, I'm always like, I don't know, I love, I love that effect. And I think it works really well in that song as well.
3: Very good. Right, let's start with Neil. Mews are a band who confuse me.
5: (laughs) Confused (laughs) (laughs) you? Yeah, they they, don't
2: baffle
3: me because I can't... They can muse him. I can't figure out if I like them or not. Sometimes I'll listen to them and go, oh, no... Um, I'm not not really getting this. Sometimes I'll listen and go, this is amazing. I like weird, progressive, out there, sort of heavily produced stuff, experimental stuff. And I should like Muse far more than I do. But I don't. And this this, this, this track, I'd definitely say it's definitely hidden. I mean, I know a little bit of Muse, and I've never heard of this this, this song before. As to whether it's a masterpiece, it's... Well, you know, we'll get on to the verdict later, but it it confused me because it, it... Again, I I should like it, but it—it was a bit. It was a bit too much, even for me. It was a bit, particularly at the end when everything just like clashes in together. It was like, this is just weirdness overload. I I should be liking this, but I'm not. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just. I'm not sure. Confused me.
1: I think I know where this is because. Matthew Bellamy doesn't even remember recording this album he said because he was really? high all the time yeah he was on mushrooms <laughs> the whole the during the whole thing but, but, so that, that should be endearing <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't remember recording plug and baby which is like one of the <laughs> most things he doesn't remember so I, I yeah i just like the chaos of it i love that
3: I'm a massive Pink Floyd fan, you know. that's drugs uh, yeah.
1: uh,
2: help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you heard it
3: here first, kids. <laughs> yeah,
5: Rich.
4: Oh, I can't say I'm a fan of this at all. So much overproduction at the start. With the, that that in that guitar, I think he uses an ebo at the start of that guitar, and he goes up uh, d- down down the uh, down the string, and it just sounds like a race car. Until it gets really high, and then you realise, oh, it's not a race car. It's it's, it's obviously using an effect. I think it's an Evo. you know not an Evo, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's not an Evo. Is it not? No. It'll be the same kind of effect, though. Yeah. So that, and then when he's singing, it reminds me of when I like a song, and I'm trying to sing along, but I don't know the words. And I'm going... <laughs> and that's what it sounded like, and I... Couldn't get past that, I'm afraid. He always sounds to me
3: like he's underwater.
4: Well, he's probably on, with the mushrooms and everything, he probably couldn't sing properly, wasn't able to enunciate his words. He was... He didn't
1: sound like Rocky. <laughs> I think that's how he sings in general. loves I mean, mum's a lot, so I don't I don't know, I don't know. Um... He was on
3: drugs and stuck his head in a fish tank to record.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> what he sounds like.
4: But, yeah, he said, oh, I, I'm with Neil in the way that I like some muse, and I'm not amused by others. I don't
3: fucking. Mm. I wouldn't say I like some <laughs> Muse and I don't like. I wouldn't say I, I like some Muse and not others. Sometimes I like Muse and sometimes I don't.
4: Okay, one is not amused this time. You're on
2: about my fucking shit, you know. <laughs> oh, do pretend out. you
4: weren't impressed.
2: Right, so Muse, eight point three million monthly listens. That's only 7 million monthly listeners less than you are, fella. More. Hypercrum Jack Music is the song. They are 413th in the world on Spotify Listen to. They formed in Devon in 1994. On the drone tour in China, they were asked not to play Uprising and Revolt by the Chinese (laughs) government. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why! (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Matt Bellamy holds the Guinness World Record.
4: Guinness or Guinness? Guinness. You said
2: with the teak. Did I? Guinness. uh, Matt Bellamy holds the Guinness world record for the most guitar smashed on a tour. One (laughs) hundred (laughs) and forty. And I, I purposely wrote this down for you, Neil. Dominic, sorry, drummer Dominic Howard likes to dress up on stage behind the drums, and he once dressed up as Gandalf.
5: You You shall shall not pass. pass!
2: That's it. Very good. I am in complete agreement with you fellas. I I'm sort of down the middle. I think the music at times is really good and then I don't like it. I think his vocal is dreary and then it's brilliant and then it's dreary. Um and it never gets going.
4: This is this is this is a typical and good example of my dispute and anger at the music industry because I can guarantee I will get five, six, seven submissions at least every week that will be 100 times better than what Muse is. But yet, Muse are where they are, and these guys will never have a taste of what they've got.
2: Uh, see, I, I think Muse are a brilliant band. I just, this, this song is not nearly
1: as good as some of the stuff we get there.
2: I don't know, they make some noise for three of them.
1: But then it depends what you you, you compare it to because news have changed styles so many times compared to how they started mm. and how they evolved or when they are now. I mean, what can you compare them to because, because they're different, they're so different compared to where they started. So these bands... They are so... And I think that's also the reason why people are like, I don't know if I like them or not. And That's because you listen at some point that they sound completely different to what they sound right now, probably, I don't know. You see,
4: I guarantee They
3: obviously. don't
1: even know who
4: they are. Obviously. That's good,
1: though. You need to explore. You need to explore your identity as an artist and do various stuff. It doesn't matter if it's good or not. Especially if you can afford it, they can do so. <laughs> anyway.
3: I-, I guarantee I'll listen to this song tomorrow and love it. <laughs> mm. It's the way it works, isn't it, with this damn podcast?
1: I listen well, to no, the one. way I
3: work with Muse. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, okay. Is it a hidden masterpiece, Rich? Not for me. Neil. Not for me at this moment in time.
4: Ask him tomorrow.
2: Ask me to tomorrow. <laughs> it is one hundred percent hidden, but compare it to any of their stuff they released, it's not a masterpiece. I think that's the thing, yeah. It's
3: yeah. not it's not a great muse song. It's compared not time is running out, it's not oh, Uprising side down, Exactly. Oh,
2: yeah. It's none of those, is it? It's not memorable, it's not when it comes on you wanna, you know, smash a guitar or, you yeah. know, dress up as Gandalf. You know, it's unfortunately it's it's lost on the back end of uh did you say it was the hyper music album, Catherine? Uh
1: or the origin of symmetry.
2: Origin of Symmetry. See I've got it written down here is the hullabaloo soundtrack.
1: Yes. So the hyper music isn't the origin of symmetry and the hullabaloo is the one where uh, the chond- chondriac is. So um ah, Yeah. Right,
2: so. so unfortunately, Catherine, Muse's hypochondriac music is not a hidden masterpiece. How very sad. How very sad.
1: Not sad for me because it is for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is for <laughs> you. And business. that's the main thing. That's the main thing, yes. Right then, shall we move on to the Forgotten Classic?
5: Forgotten Classic!
2: Right then, so we're moving to the Forgotten Classic round. What song have you brought, Catherine, that you believe is a forgotten classic?
1: I wrote Grace by Jeff Buckley. Okay, tell us all about it. I remember the first time I heard it. I remember I was in a bar and and i heard it and i asked the bar woman said, so what's what's this and she told me all about that and about Jeff's life and music career and how short it was and stuff and I was like I just need to go and buy this album and I did and I fell in love with the whole thing so I think Grace the album uh, apart from the song particularly is what my favorite album of all times and Grace particularly I like because I think it's old enough to be a classic now and the reason why I think it's forgotten is because obviously Jeff Buckley is massive but um, because it was his only album, because he died so young. If he if he was still alive, he he and he would have continued with his career. More people would know about him, and I don't think that a lot of people know him, but that as not as many, you know. So and it's been a while. So I think I've yeah. When I kind of when I refer to this song, when I talk to people that are like in their like um, teens or like early twenties and stuff, they they don't know what this song is or who Jeff Buckley is. So I think it's kind of like a bit forgotten from the new generation in a way, so yeah. Right, who's going first?
4: Rich? I completely understand what you're saying, but from what you've just said, he's more of a forgotten artist than the song being a forgotten classic. I think this song was never really big in the first place. I'm not sure on the stats, and I'm sure when I'll put me right in a bit, but I think, yeah, as an artist, he was probably forgotten. Fantastic artist as well. Um, I love the Manic Street Preachers, so this <laughs> this this was right up my street. Drummer's in it, brilliant. Not over too overproduced, very dynamic. Had a very good drummer, whoever he was, fantastic drummer. The rhythm and the melody, in it reminded me a bit of uh, "Kiss Me, Kill Me, Throw Me" from U2 for some reason. Um, Interesting. Don't know why, but yeah, I was getting there. I liked it a lot. His, his vocals were almost comparable with Freddie Mercury, I thought. Really good. Really, fantastic vocal, fantastic song uh got nothing it's classic yeah uh prob- probably it would, have, would definitely have worked as a hidden masterpiece i think but mm-hmm. um as far as forgotten classic i don't know because i don't think it was really remembered in the first place
3: neil pretty much echo what Richard said to be perfectly honest i think yeah it's a great song um i'd, I'd definitely get in the manic Street Bridges thing from it um, it, um, I, I don't know enough Jeff, Jeff Buckley to really be able to say whether this was ever popular at one one time or, or not um, But, I went mean, on the basis that, you know, we, we kind of discussed uh, that he's a forgotten artist I'm thinking, yeah, maybe that does push it into the realm of forgotten classic territory definitely a classic I'm a little bit on the fence as as, as to forgotten at the
2: moment. I might be able to sway you here. Right, okay. So, uh, Jeff Buckley, 2.7 million monthly listens. Grace has 15 million streams. He is the son of cult songwriter Tim Buckley. Yeah, I don't know who he is either. Obviously, uh, his most famous song is a cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah.
3: Hallelujah,
2: yeah. I didn't know how he died, so I wanted to research this. And very macabre of me, but I wanted to find out what happened to to Jeff Buckley? So he died in 1997. He drowned in the Mississippi after swimming fully clothed while waiting for friends, and he got caught in the wake of a boat and got sucked under and, and drowned. Which
1: how old was he?
2: I think he was he might be in the 27 club. You know, I just assumed it was Joe. I
1: think he was 31 or something. Was he
2: 31? Right. Okay. Yeah. Grace was the album's first
3: single.
1: It's weird,
4: cause when I think of Jeff Buckley, I always think of an old man, and man, he was young. Um, yeah. I think it's the
3: name. I mean, how many young <laughs> Jeff Buckleys do you know? <laughs>
4: Go and
2: take, take this pie down to Mr Buckley yeah. Old Jeff down the road <laughs> Yeah so Grace was the first single from the album The album charted at 31 in the UK And Grace didn't chart at all So it wasn't I was getting vibes of Simon and Garfunkel From the start of the song mm-hmm. And I was definitely getting a grunge Definitely Pearl Jammy vibe From it as well In uh, Sort of later Pearl Jam The way the song's constructed And some of the the, the choices he makes I think it's a really good song it wasn't a million miles away
3: from Muse in some places as well. Absolutely, in terms yeah, of songs. Yeah. Songs. I'm starting to detect a bit of a pattern developing here, uh, Catherine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. that's what I
2: like. <laughs> on on the playlist, I don't know if you got it, Rich, but when I put it on the playlist, I put Muse next to Jeff Buckley. And when they streamed into each other, it could have been Muse or it could have been Jeff Buckley yeah, yeah. Reversible, you know. They, they have... Shuffle. Did you? So you, did, uh, so you didn't get it then.
1: <laughs> Matthew Bellamy saw Jeff Buckley when he was 15 and he was like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so he was, yeah, he's influenced many artists and... That's why I think it's classic, but maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe he wasn't as big in the UK. I, I don't. Know.
2: I mean, Hallelujah was big, and I know they released, uh, they re-released Grace last year, I think, or the year before, for like a 20th anniversary. And I know people were going mad for it think, because they released it on vinyl and things like that. You couldn't, you couldn't gate on vinyl unless you found like a real rare one. Sorry, is it a forgotten classic?
4: I don't think so. Sorry.
2: No. Oh, Nils. He's huffing and puffing.
3: I'm going to say... No, not for me, but it's very close.
4: I mean, the stats alone reveal that it it wasn't that well-known.
3: It wasn't that well-known,
2: unfortunately, no. On the stats, it's not a forgotten classic. I don't know this song, so it could easily have been a hidden masterpiece. Yeah. You know, definitely... Been a hidden yeah, masterpiece.
4: If, if you'd have bought this as a hidden masterpiece, we'd I'd have said hundred percent. Yeah, you'd have kicked it through the roof, straight,
3: didn't
2: you? But as a forgotten classic, I have to agree with the lads. Unfortunately, it's not a, it's not a forgotten classic for me. Yeah,
1: that's fine. I'm not good oh. at this game. <laughs> <laughs> you head down in shame.
4: You
2: know what? It's it's it's, <laughs> it's a trend we have with artists uh, and people we have come on the show. They either get two or they get they get two in or two out. It's never like one on. I think we've had one with one on one, one in the. We've hidden could in the have right. had some, yeah. I can't bring anything to mind, though. It's always they're all
4: in or they're all out. Perhaps it's us. It's okay, though, Catherine. It doesn't reflect on you as an artist.
1: (laughs) I I think music is such a subjective, you know, thing for people. Like, you know, it resonates differently. So it's not a bad thing. I like, you know, dialogue is is good when you disagree because that's, that's that's a good dialogue. If we're like, yeah, oh, we all agree, that would be really boring. <laughs>
3: mm, your, your, so, sorry go your, your story Catherine, about uh, where you came across it I mean I can uh, this is what kind of sort of sway almost swayed me a bit I can see that it's a forgotten classic for you mm-hmm.
4: I think that's what it, it's a it's a difficult one because obviously for me when, when when we came up with the the section it was one of those songs that everybody loved back in the day everybody was listening to it's like I say, that, like sunscreen by Baz learning everybody knows that song but it's never played anymore it's like it's been forgotten in time. I posted one the other day on uh, Facebook. Remember this banger? It's like a song from 1994. I haven't heard it since 1994, but when I heard it, I knew what it was straight away, and everybody knew it in 1994.
2: I'm, I'm almost positive that when we release this, this episode, there was, a, call, there was a, a part of the internet that was screaming and calling us all a bunch of...
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people out listen. there that would know it, yeah. yeah. But um, the stats don't lie, the numbers don't lie.
2: They don't, unfortunately, you know. So, Jeff Buckley's Grace from the album Grace is not a forgotten classic oh. unfortunately never mind let's move on anyway
4: better luck next time Catherine hi M- mind your ears
1: oh no that's fine I'll take it <laughs> it's total, total challenge Bo- Go!
2: so on our last episode we had our special guest Todd Warner Moore and he chose for Rich to go and find some jazz soul, soul jazz soul jazz, soul jazz what have you brought for our listening pleasure I have
4: brought turquoise, is it blue and green blue and green <laughs> blue and green by Miles Davis this has been on my playlist for a long time and I've been waiting to bring this to the show it's in my top 10 favourite pieces of music of all time mm. love it, it's just so, you want to you want to talk about atmosphere in music Neil, you talk about atmosphere this is atmosphere oh so full of atmosphere i remember the game atmosphere i do yeah with the video <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway uh yeah we was on the way down in the car talking about it it's you can almost picture it in a, a noir like a detective noir film and sam was walking down the street and he came across susan and they went into the the t- you know that kind of
2: like don't ever write noir <laughs>
4: It's, you know, that De- kind of thing detective noir film detective noir film and um the the picture that always speaks to mind is just, like i said it was a uh Edward Hopper and he's painting nighthawks and it's a uh, what was it a bar on the corner of a street with a
2: milk bar or a coffee bar coffee
4: bar you can almost picture someone at a you know playing again a show, and then that kind of thing so yeah I love it it's full of atmosphere it's it's just I'd love I'd love it it's so well produced produced for its time as well Mm. and um, musicality it's far above anything I could ever hope and dream to build put together myself on a computer. You're nearly crying, here. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing piece of music. <laughs> Neil, tell me what you think. And you... I fucking hate jazz! <laughs>
3: <laughs> You've <stolen> me thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's listened to the podcast for any length of time will know that jazz is not really my favourite genre of music. I, it is a genre of music that I, I struggle with immensely. But this, this was pleasant. It was inoffensive. It, I'd definitely get in the film noir thing. I mean... Whenever I think noir, I always think of my favourite film, which is Blade Runner. Uh, you know, this would sound perfect over that dream sequence with the unicorn and all that kind of stuff that wasn't on the original cut. <laughs> and you know that, yeah, he just very yeah atmosphere. I'm, I'm getting all that. I think it. I'm still not a huge fan of jazz. I, I don't get it. I really, I, you know, I, I just there's something about my brain that just cannot com- compute jazz and muse some of the time. <laughs> um, but, 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 uh, but, but yeah, I, I think the best way I can describe my reaction to this is if it if it happened to come on while I was saying an elevator, I I wouldn't feel like I need to rip my ears off and piss on them. <laughs> so you so, say what you really feel for, for, for a piece of I would I wouldn't feel like I have to do that so for, for, for a piece of jazz to connect with me in that way it must be good Catherine I, I like
1: jazz I've, I can play jazz I can sing that way but I really I really like the genre and so I didn't mind it at all I really I really enjoy listening to it and I liked cause jazz to me is like an abstract painting it's like and i really that's why i like the blue and green kind of title cuz it remind me of like this kind of like um it was very soothing it was very soothing to listen to and it's just i don't know i just i really liked it i mean there's not much i can comment cuz i'm not a neg- expert in jazz really to be honest but um it was it's a great piece i could listen to it again and yeah i would i would probably um so well done i really liked it that
4: almost sounded patronizing
1: (laughs) no 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 not at all i love jazz i love jazz but um i'm just i feel like i don't i don't really know as much in in, about that genre so i can really but um well done
2: (laughs) i think the way you describe jazz is the way i've been trying to think about jazz for a very very long time so you just hit the nail on the head jazz is an abstract painting <laughs> some i can look at and go oh i sort of get the emotion from that and some I, think... I look at and go well it's just a fucking couple of wavy lines on a white blackboard
4: i think it, that's, it depends on the style of jazz you got Improv jazz and yeah, that 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 does happen. This this isn't improv. This isn't abstract at all. This is straight down the line. This this paints a clear picture for me.
2: It is it is jazz. This
4: one hundred percent. It is jazz, jazz. Yeah. absolutely. No, no, just... But it it paints a clear picture. I think it's yeah, soul it's, jazz as well, you know. When I was given the genre, this probably doesn't come under soul jazz, but listening to it and the picture it paints in my head feels like soul jazz to me.
2: I have got a little experiment, but I realise that we can't do it because I'll probably get sued. So I was just going to say, I found Roy Batty's speech, Neil, from Blade Runner. Oh, yes. I was going to ask one of you to play... The song while we play a robotic speech, but I realised we'd get sued to death if we did it. So
4: we could try, it,
3: but no, I'm not to gonna do it. By, to... by the estate of uh, Miles <laughs> Davis and by 20th Century.
2: We
5: could Fox, do it, yeah. or Disney whoever owns Blade. on of these
3: days. Let's not even worry about it. Okay.
2: I think I know the, the speech off by ours anyway.
3: Do you know it now? Oh, I should do. Um I've seen things you wouldn't believe. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Starships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. Attack That's ships like, on fire off yeah. the shoulder of Orion.
2: Sea beams glittering in the sun. All these moments will be lost in time. Like Tears in rain,
3: like tears in the rain. That's it. Mm. Time to die. Time to die is
2: absolutely. Mm. We're going off track here, but that is yeah. That oh, is spectacular. I, I,
3: I fucking love that film.
2: Yeah, I, I fucking love this music. It is like we were saying. It's noir, and it's it's you know it instantly noir! it instantly promotes like wet dark city streets with smoke coming out the grates and the 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 the, the, the um, the gumshoe with the, the mac on, and he's got his hood up and the fedora, fedora yeah, yeah, and all that, and he's waiting for the heel to turn up and the femme fatale, you know. And he's—you've got that snarling, you know. She was never my dame, anyway. Sort of voice in the back, you know, vocal over the top with this playing. It's a very sexy song as well, isn't it? It's so... I mean, the the version I put on the playlist has been... It's a redux and it's been redone. But it's it's gorgeous. It's fantastic.
4: It's sexy, but not today. I mean, (laughs) you can imagine back in the 40s, 30s, 40s, someone sticking on their their gramophone and trying to woo someone with this on in the background.
2: Well, you you could try, but it's not for him then, so... (laughs)
4: <laughs> no, but, it, but when is it from? 1959.
2: No shit. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Miles Davis, Blue and Green, 72 million streams of this song, 1.7 million monthly listens. Kind of Blue is the name of the album from 1959. Uh, he played with John Coltrane for years. Also played with jazz legends Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie. So you can tell where his pedigree comes from. The album is regarding uh, regarded as a j- genre definer. So mm. yeah, he turned down playing with Duke Ellington to finish recording. Birth of Cool, which I think was his first album. And he had issues with Thelonious Monk after getting um, chords rung and branded him as a non-musician. <laughs> wow. Well. That, that is that is a put-down, that, isn't it?
3: <laughs> you non-musician, you!
2: <laughs> so, yeah. I also read some of the things about Miles Davis. Uh, apparently, he, he went missing for years. I thought he may have died young, but apparently had lots of health issues and just disappeared for the public eye for, like, 25 years. Oh, wow. I think he played again in 1997 and then died not long after. So it was a long uh, He had like, lots of problems with hips and things like that and didn't want to be seen out in public. But yeah, guy yeah. Unbelievably ta- was unbelievably talented. Yeah. You know, and t- to leave a legacy that he has, he's one of the all time greats, isn't he? Definitely, is yeah. A, yeah. If, he's in- I'd
4: say he's probably the great of jazz. He's- yeah.
2: If you mention jazz to somebody, it's going to be Charlie Parker or it's going to be Miles Davis. Probably more than likely Miles Davis, yeah. to be honest.
3: Unless the person you mentioned, Jazz, to happens to be me. In which yeah, and case you
2: just goes, get- I fucking hate Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Very good. Uh, right, Catherine, could you choose a genre for us for next time, if you have one in mind? If not, give us a letter and we'll find one from there.
1: Hmm, go for avant-garde pop. Wow, who's that for? Can I have it? It's yes, not
2: for me. Neil can have it. Avant-garde, avant-garde pop. Avant-garde pop. I'm going oh, to put that down. I shall enjoy that. Why do I feel like this is going to be upsetting? <laughs> <laughs> avant-garde
4: pop. There's going to be some aqua.
3: They're not avant-garde, mate.
4: Some of their stuff is.
3: avant garde So we've reached the section of the show now. I suppose my head-to-head from last week was a bit avant-garde pop. I would say it's very avant-garde pop, that yeah. Mm. Absolutely. I might <laughs> just bring that in again. Uh, right,
2: so we move on to the section of the show, which is all about you, Catherine. It's all about you. It is the Our artist spotlight this week is with Catherine Alley. Tell us all about you, Catherine, tell us about your songs, tell us about what you're up to, what's going on in the world, what's what's going on with Catherine right now?
1: Right now, yes, yeah. so I've only started as a solo artist last May, so it's been pretty full on ever since I released my single last May, The Skin I'm Made Of, and then this, uh, like, last uh, last weekend was time for my second um a single which is called Sunny Days, but we released that along with the music video. It was so much fun to shoot last month uh, in Glasgow, and I had a great team of a great director and two dancers and a guy doing visuals and photographers, it was like a great kind of like cross art event that we kind of really enjoyed, all of us, and... I'm back in the studio as well to finish my next single, which is going to be released at some point in in autumn, hopefully. I did a few shows and, yeah, so things have been really busy. Uh, I was very happy to see uh, Sunny Days. Sunny Days was premiered, the uh, Scotsman, earlier this month. Uh, So that was really nice. Um, And, yeah, so basically now we're kind of scheduling a tour for autumn so things have been busy but good busy i suppose cool. I'm very excited to talk about this with you guys
2: very good so what's the song all about tell us where what the history is um and you know where it came about from and, and all the technicality of it and the songwriting and i'm making a real bad hash of this but you know what i mean Tell us mm-hmm.
1: about the song. <laughs> so uh, I actually wrote it a while ago. It's a love song. <laughs> but the thing with my songwriting is that when I write about love, because I don't always do, um, I just try to kind of portray it in a way that is not like cheesy, like kind of like mainstream love songs in a way. We all know them and stuff through my songwriting. And especially the story about this song is, um but actually the story that the song is based on is like a very kind of intense love story that had so many ups and downs that I felt the need to kind of like reflect that on every possible level in that song when it comes to the lyrics that are happy and very sad or the music that goes from major to minor all the time and then in the video when we did like we we had basically two themes the very bright white romantic um, part of it and then the bleak the dark the one with the strobes uh, me dressed in black and the dancers instead of kind of like dancing pretty much fighting so i I kind of tried to reflect that duality of what being in a relationship or like involved with someone in a very intense way on every level so i i basically did a a demo on the piano with that song and then i worked with it with my producer um chamber studio here in edinburgh and it was a very very interesting um process of kind of trying to try trying basically to beat up the song from like just a piano demo what it was and the thing i enjoy the most is like trying to kind of like figure out rhythm and mm. experimenting with rhythm because it's it's 3/4 but then it goes in the middle section it goes into 5 and then back to 3 and then trying to kind of like experiment with with rhythm without having any drums or percussion that's uh, something that I really liked and again duality is also kind of reflecting on rhythm as well because you have very soft parts and very intense and loud parts and complicated parts so we added some guitars we added more piano we added all the electronic sounds and all the vocal harmonies and stuff like that and I was I am very happy with the results and people have been responding really well ever since we released it on the last weekend so yeah. Anything else you'd like to know? I think I've <laughs> said a, I've said I've said a lot already. Yeah.
2: It is it is a great song. Uh I'll let one of the other guys go first. Who wants to go first?
3: Neil. I think yeah, it's a great song. Um what um what got me the most listening to it though is uh I kind of I kind of alluded earlier in the show to um with your, your choices for um Hidden Masterpiece and Forgotten Classic, Catherine, that I can see what your where your influences are. And I think kind of if I stuck this on a playlist with the Muse song followed by Jeff Buckley followed by this, you can see the progression into this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had that happen with a couple of guests, haven't we? Yeah. Um, but it's been a while since we've we've had it quite so clear. And it's, it's kind of a case. It's always interesting for me. I always uh, always listen to the the artist's uh, song choices first, and then listen to their song. And occasionally, you go, Ah, yeah, yeah, I can see that. So yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot.
4: Rich? Yeah, um, everything that we liked in the Zuster song is, like you said earlier, it's quite kind of echoed in this it's it's a bit different to the song that you brought for the B-side, I thought
1: it is actually we try to have this we try to have same references like obviously you've got the piano again, and also like we use super ego on the guitar, which is like the same effect just to keep the same. Kind of like vibe, but I do want to experiment a lot. But then what's coming up is actually a lot different as well, while trying to maintain kind of similar elements. But yeah,
4: but you can see that your love for perfection in in the music and the in the way it's polished and yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a great piece of work. And obviously that's you know. Why why we wanted you on the show I don't know I think the guys have said said it all To be honest
2: This song came out on Friday uh, Last Friday Was that the 16th of August Catherine?
1: So yeah The video was premiered on Friday And then it went On all the online platforms On Saturday
2: Very good So you can download And you can watch this video On YouTube where I did And you can download And buy And all the rest of this For this song now I want to go back To something you said Because I've got it written down here as well Uh, I think the song is brilliant I loved the contrast in the song and the, the word you use, I've got it written down here, duality. You know, the juxtaposition between the light and the dark. And I think it was so clear that I didn't have to go searching for a meaning for the song because it was there in front of me. You know, it, I didn't have to go looking anywhere deeper into the song. It was it was all there. And I think that was fantastic. You know, it's, it's, it's the hopeful light versus the despairing dark. And I think that was brilliant. It's just brilliant. And I think the video that you've got is... He's perfect to the song. Uh, I think you've done a cracking job with that. They're, all of you who've been involved with
4: that. I, you know, you you you're you're right. I, I never really thought to to mention it, but yeah, I, what you what you just said. And it, I was on about earlier the, in in the B side that we did about the uh, guy who what was his name the the instrumentalist guy. oh
2: alexander alexander bornstein, bornstein.
4: Yeah. alexander bornstein is a does a soundtracks and i love that kind of music i love that kind of just just music because it, i can paint a picture from it i can paint my own picture and i like that whereas there's, there's a lot of music in the mainstream and like you just said there's a lot of music you have to search for the meaning and i can't be asked to do that so i like i like a piece of music where i can just listen to it paint my own picture mm. and I agree with this i didn 't have to search for anything the The message was, and um, what you were trying to portray was right there yeah
2: I, I really, really loved your sort of old time musical carnival type piano there ding 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 that was so brilliant in this song. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't pick up on I that recipe. Really
4: yes, I found, I found it very Amanda Palmer and um, it's very cabaret in parts, yeah. but not bad cabaret because there's obviously you know you've got a cheesy type it's, of cabaret. This wasn't dark cabaret, that. Yeah. this is kind of dark cabaret, very Evelyn Evelyn. Yeah. Yes, well, yes, a definitely. Ev- uh,
3: dark, but in a really good way. I, I love dark,
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and dark, yeah, dark cabaret. Uh, if you ever get the chance, and I'm sure you, I'm sure you, at some point in your life, I that's a funny thing saying. It, if you ever get the chance, <laughs> if you ever, ever in your life get the chance to listen to a piece of music, listen to Amanda Palmer and some of her older works like the Dresden Dolls and when she was in the Dresden Dolls, Evelyn Evelyn. I think you'll like her a lot. I'm intrigued.
1: Yeah, we'll check them out for sure.
2: Yeah, I, I think you'll really love them. Mm. I, I think it's fantastic. Catherine, It's just a really good piece of work. Yeah, Thank fantastic piece yeah. of work. Yeah. Have you got shows coming up, Catherine? Yeah, what's what's next for you?
1: Uh, so as I said, uh, we're putting together some shows now for autumn. Uh, I've got nothing to confirm right now because we're still negotiating with all the promoters, <laughs> um, uh, which is not the fun part of the job anyway. So there will be more shows to be announced for sure in October, for no- October and November. So the best way to follow up is just to you know check out social media because everything will be announced there.
4: Will you be planning on coming further south of Scotland to uh, maybe near us?
1: Yes, actually. So the plan is Scotland, Northern England, and hopefully London and Brighton. That's the plan. So we'll see what so happens. So
4: completely skipping the middle part. <laughs> I
1: mean, I mean, it's a it's. A it's a budgeting kind of thing. <laughs> you just need to. Well, hopefully, I mean, it you depends. we to go to
4: the important people?
1: Yeah, Not the good. important people. I mean, the Midlands
2: has got nothing in the way of music. No, We've we no, contributed no, nothing. No, we're yeah. from
1: Birmingham. the Birmingham yeah. <laughs> <is that, laughs> done for music. <laughs> the thing is that, like, if. I mean, I don't. I usually don't know myself, obviously. The promoters <laughs> yeah. do, so like, I would love to play everywhere. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah.
4: Obviously, you'll send over your gig list.
2: Yes. Very good. Cool. And if our listeners want to find you, I'm assuming Spotify and
4: uh, yeah. Facebook, Twitter and all the rest of it.
1: Everywhere, everywhere. Uh, at It's Catherine Alley, all the socials.
4: Take a listen to her work on Spotify. And if you like her work on Spotify, go and purchase that work.
2: Very good. So we are actually rounding up to the end of the show then? We are yes so you can
4: find us where Wayne where can they find you us you can find
2: us all you have to do is type YHHTNPC into Google search engine and you will find us bloody everywhere
4: or you haven't heard this music podcast into Google and we own that section of Google <laughs> it's <laughs> ours
2: motherfucker <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you to Catherine uh, you've been a fantastic guest thanks for coming along and uh, dealing with us <laughs>
1: Thank you for having me, guys. It was, yes, I love this podcast. It's very, it's very funny. It's not like, yeah, I mean, it's music. We can do whatever we want with it. I like that we disagreed as well. I like that. That was my favorite part.
4: I love how you don't agree with me.
1: I love it. This, this is, yeah, this is good. good. Bad feedback see, is we, good feedback.
4: We say to every <laughs> single week, Music is subjective it's different to everybody else yeah. and it would be boring if everybody thought exactly the same yeah yeah hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. no more so, coffee for
5: me so,
2: <laughs> so in the room at this moment in time you've got somebody who likes jazz and metal somebody who hates metal somebody who loves jazz somebody who hates jazz so
4: but the, all in, more importantly we all liked your music
2: we did that is the, that is the
1: clincher I appreciate that, that. thank you it means a lot put a lot of effort and i'm really 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 proud and i'm i really i'm really happy that i had the chance to discuss these things with you today um it's been a pleasure for me too it's our pleasure Thank cool,
4: you. and much. hopefully we'll have you again in the future so at yes. some point
2: absolutely yes. we have got boatloads of back catalogue now we've got the artist of the week we've got b-size we've got a size to go back through if you want to go and have a listen and catch up uh, we just recorded an episode of the B-Sides with Mike Five from the Saturday, New Music Saturday podcast. <laughs> Can't get that right, can we? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Um, so go back and uh, that'll be out the week after this he'll podcast. Do, what
4: will happen is he'll, he'll invite us onto his podcast on purpose now and go right. So the guys from you haven't heard this over there, something music about this, that, this <laughs> and
3: you'll
4: do it on purpose.
3: You will. You haven't
2: music this heard podcast. <laughs> All I left have to say is thank you to Catherine. And I've been Wayne.
4: I've been Richie. Neil. And she's been... I'm Catherine Alley.
2: <laughs> thank you for listening.
4: If indeed you still... Ah, goodbye. Goodbye.
5: Sunny days are ours. Take your ring, off sunny days are ours. It's just you and me, and it's torn piece of paper. It's just you and me, and i torn. Let my dream. i Shout- Sunny days are ours Take your ring off. sunny days are ours It's just you and me and I am torn
0: Summer is right around the corner And you know what that means Cooking out diving in, and soaking up a whole lot of sunshine. The Home Depot has everything you need to start your summer right. Upgrade your cookout game with Traeger grills and smokers, then gather around a new Hampton Bay patio set with family and friends. It feels like Memorial Day at The Home Depot with savings on summer fun. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.